0: Hello, so as Emer is on vocal rest and silent mode, today's blog will be read by me. I'm My name is Jules. I'm a great friend of Emer's. I've known her for the past, what, three or four years and we have become very, very close mates and I love her to bits and as much as I hate to see her going through this vocal rest and I miss her voice um, and it's a terrible thing, the cyst on the vocal cord, The wonderful thing that has come from it is that it is showcasing her incredible writing through this blog. So this is blog post number seven. Here we go. I am Emer, hear me roar, but not for another seven to 10 days. Here I am at the halfway mark. I have been silent for a week. When I say silent, I should say, I have become a better whistler and clapper. I'm trying to avoid clicking my fingers to get attention. Anyone who's worked in the service industry will, like me, still find it rude and offensive. Never fear, I am well able to make noise if I need attention. I find banging the marker against my mini whiteboard particularly effective. It does feel a little rude, but if I smile when I do it, it helps to alleviate some of the guilt. Guilt is one thing that I have felt a lot of over the past few weeks. Of all the emotions I was imagining I'd face, guilt was not one I was prepared for and there were days when it consumed me. I'm Irish, and although not raised by overly religious parents, I'm putting it down to that phenomenon that plagues most of us. Good old Irish Catholic guilt. This unexplainable guilt that makes us second-guess or apologise for what we do and how we feel, and for the most part, unnecessarily torn. In the run-up to the operation, I felt this bizarre loneliness, which made me feel, you guessed it, guilty because I was surrounded by amazing people who were right by my side. Being single only really ever bothers me if I get wedding invitations for obvious reasons, but now it loomed over me as I faced the operation. Why? I became painfully aware that there was no one to say, right, I'm taking the day off for your operation, I'll be with you. The night before we'll watch movies and relax, And I've booked us a few days in a hotel the week after, so we can get away and you can relax. Well, in my head, that's what they do, because if it was the other way around, I'd do it for them. I had no, as Phoebe and friends so eloquently put it, lobster. I wallowed in this feeling for a while. I didn't tell anyone because I felt stupid and it seemed silly. Plus, it sounded pathetic when the people around me were going through their own struggles. Mortgages, babies, new houses, breakups, sickness, work stress. The list was endless, and in my head, all of them would appear to someone from KPMG, they are the independent lotto observers, right? To be bigger issues than me having a day procedure on my right vocal cord. I had this pang of fear that people would think I was being too dramatic, convinced that that people were giving out that I was making a mountain out of a molehill and it loomed like a dark cloud over me then tacked onto it was fear. Fear the cyst was not what the consultant had thought instead it was something sinister that the operation would go well but my voice would change that the operation wouldn't go well and my voice would change that my voice wouldn't come back that the recovery would be too long and I wouldn't be able to work The list went on and none of the scenarios had a positive outcome. Well, actually, in a way, there was a positive to this. I began to write a play, not about losing my voice. Actually, it was something totally unrelated, but it came from the gloomy feeling. It may never see the light of day or I may never finish it, but it started. So thank you, Dark Cloud, for the thunderstorm of inspiration. Anyway, I was torn. I wanted to tell friends that I felt this way. I wanted to tell them to tell me it was okay. The rational part of my mind knew I was being ridiculous. I knew that if it was the other way around, and I thought for a moment that my friends were thinking these thoughts, I'd be annoyed that they were bottling it up. I composed text messages, voice memos, and deleted them every time. When I saw it written down, I felt stupid. I was beginning to resent things and getting really annoyed about things that, on any other day, I wouldn't give a second thought to. I was annoyed people weren't psychic, you know, see inside my head and hear what was going on in it. I was annoyed that nobody realised I was crying in the car alone every time the thought of the operation flashed across my mind or I thought about the prospect of 14 days of no talking. (laughs) And I can't tell you how funny I find it that seven days in, it's not even half as bad as I imagined. I was fuming that no one read my text messages that said, all good, keeping busy, how's you? As their real meaning total basket case thumbs up emoji going out of my tiny mind smiley face convinced i'll never speak again and i'll be single forever broken heart angry face emoji kiss i would consider myself a good communicator most of the time but as you can see from the above i was not being very clear i was really hoping my friends were clairvoyant and possessed some sort of psychic ability i was being unfair I was aware I was being unfair, yet I couldn't shake it off, and then I felt guilty that I was being unfair. Namaste. An old school friend of mine who I had attended a year ago for hypnosis to overcome a fear of certain foods, I know to look at me you would be very surprised that there is any fear of food in my life, but I kid you not. Hypnosis is a really deep state of relaxation to help put you in a positive mindset. He sent me a message of support and reminded me that I needed to make my mind my best friend. And he was right. So I booked myself into a hot yoga session. I was gonna namaste the shit out of this negativity. Doesn't sound very zen, you say? It wasn't. Off I went to yoga, prepared to surrender to the heat and just be in the moment. But I left feeling more enraged than when I went in. I should point out that this is no reflection on the instructor. I realise now I was certifiably insane at this point. But I'm just trying to give you an insight into the rage that was building within me. There I lay on the mat and in walked the teacher. She was new. She didn't introduce herself and I took unbridged to this immediately. I thought it was the height of rudeness. She walked around the room and called out poses and demonstrated very few. I was down the back, seething questioning if she was a yoga instructor at all. She wasn't actually doing the poses, just calling them out and walking around judging us all for looking more like drowned dog than downward dog. Then she went up to the top of the studio and folded over like a wallpaper table. You'd think I'd be happy that she was in fact able to do the poses. Oh no, now I was annoyed that she was showing off. Then she did the unmentionable She took off her sweatshirts and she still had the shop tag on her crop top. If your head spinning 360 degrees was a yoga move, I was top of the class every time she walked past. We were all well past Zen at this stage and there was no coming back. Then, during Shavasana, for those of you not familiar with yoga, it's the still meditation at the end of the practice. She came around and put her hands on my shoulders and pressed down well. I was so affronted by this, how dare she transfer her judgy energy onto me I thought. I left and got in the car and cried on the way home. I felt like I was going mad. I can't claim to be Little Miss Positivity, I mean I try my best, but this was a version of me that was now out of control. There was no positivity shining through. I got home that night and I was never so happy to get my period, not because I was afraid I was pregnant, but because I actually thought I was depressed. It made me feel a little better that I could blame hormones, but I still felt guilty that I was being such a negative Nelly. Say what you mean and mean what you say. I needed to be clear in my own head and to be clear to others. It's like that saying say what you mean and mean what you say. So, one day soon after Yoga Gate, to lighten the load, I recorded a voice memo, deliberated over whether to send it, and just let it fly. I sent it to the person reading this blog post on the podcast, and I immediately felt better for saying it out loud. She totally understood and was the perfect sounding board for the mess I was in. She also didn't treat me any differently. She just reminded me that I was surrounded by loads of support and I shouldn't be afraid to ask for it. She kept me distracted with wonderful stories from the West, which continued to keep me amused and hopeful. Once I had said it out loud, I was able to say it again. And more importantly, once it was out in the open, it was easier to process. Anyone who I did mention the feeling to completely understood. I wasn't being irrational, they'd say. The only irrational part was not talking about it for so long. If you tell someone you're doing okay, they have no reason to doubt you. So if you need to get something off your chest, do it. Oh baby, you should go and love yourself. I never expected to be taking advice from Justin Bieber, but everyone needs to go and love themselves once in a while. I did have someone to take me away to a hotel to relax the week after the operation. Me! I took myself to the Seafield Hotel in Spa in Wexford for two nights of just relaxing, eating good food and taking walks on the beach with myself for company. And it was fabulous. Were there pangs of guilt? Yep. I felt guilty I was getting away when others weren't, I even felt guilty that I was having to write everything on a notebook for staff. This was a new one for me, but one night while ordering my steak. I know how to treat a person. Cue elevator pitch for potential suitors. I'm joking. But I felt guilty that I wasn't really unable to speak, that I was putting these people through this laboursome communication. I could probably speak, but being on total voice rest, I shouldn't. Then I had this fear that someone who couldn't speak would arrive in and start signing to me and I wouldn't be able to respond and I'd appear like a big fraud. See, your mind can be your best and your worst friend. I let these thoughts come and I let them go. I was having a guilt-free staycation. Well, I was until I started counting the calories, but that's another blog post. Life's the beach. I'll sign off for now as I sit in the bar sipping tea and about to journey home. I had a lovely walk on the beach today with my camera that recharged my batteries. So I am ready to face the next seven days of silence with not an ounce of dread. This day last week, I was fearful of the silent days, but after coming through seven of them, I'm actually excited for the next part of the challenge. It's a good job, I am competitive. As I said, the person who was kind enough to lend me her voice for this recorded version of the blog post is the very person who I sent that voice memo to all those weeks ago. And I forgot to mention that she sent me a beautiful bouquet of flowers to cheer me up when she listened to it, so that was a lovely surprise. Never underestimate the power of a delivery of flowers. We have been friends for a few years now, having met on a dream job. She is a superb writer, producer and an absolute force of nature. But most of all, she is a true friend, whose words of encouragement And WhatsApp memos, I couldn't do without. Thank you, Jules. Aw, Emer, you're getting me right in the feels. Uh, I couldn't do without those WhatsApp memos, and I miss your voice so much, but I'm glad that you have got to the root of your problem now and it's getting sorted. And I look forward to listening to your crystal clear voice once again, not only in um, WhatsApp memos, but on the radio and on the telly and maybe in this play that you have started to write. So let's see what comes of that. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And out of this dilemma has come your beautiful writing in this amazing blog. I think you are truly gifted Very, very proud to call you my friend. I love you to bits. You have been there for me through thick and thin, the good times, the bad times. And that's always a sign of a true friend when you're there in the horrible moments and you're always there for me. And I love you so much. And uh, yeah, I wish you a speedy recovery and I look forward to hearing your lovely voice again soon. Love you. Terms and conditions apply, I'll be silenced for two weeks when so I need to get all my talking out now. Visit www.silenceoftheshadowbox.com for more information.